Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Katie, and welcome to 360 View. This is where we explore a broad range of ideas on all things affecting your body, your wellness, and your mind. Well, good day, viewers, and welcome back to another episode of 360. How are you, Katie? I'm amazing, Ben. How are you? Tremendous. Thank you for asking. Um, today we're going to go into the realm of recovery. It's something that can be taken as recovery for performance, uh, in the gym, but also to these points can be taken as, uh, recovery for people with manual labor jobs, like during day to day. It's something that over a period of time, I think these things can be put or implemented into everyday life and um, how you go with building it up to try and see if it's affecting you or if it can help make you feel better throughout your day. So today we're going to be having a bit of talk about some points on easy things that you can implement into your day or into your recovery routine that's not going to put dramatic impact on your life. It's the smallest things that you can implement to get the biggest impact without having to overhaul your biggest life. Biggest bang for your buck. Yeah, pretty much. That's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one we're going to go into is sleep. Mm-hmm. Big one for us, a big one that we see big returns for, simple things, is as far as either increasing the amount of sleep for you and being able to get those cycles in a few more cycles or at least one more cycle in a night so you can come in and out when you go in and out of your deep sleep to your light sleep to your REM sleep um, for recovery so just by putting into your schedule an extra 30 minutes a night or getting to bed an extra 30 minutes early can end up having like a two and a half hour impact throughout a whole week so throughout five days most people are working five days for their monday to friday is that you can end up having a big return by just putting in an extra half an hour or getting to bed an extra half hour earlier yeah such a big return for something so seemingly little you're not trying to get three more hours every night you're just trying to push that bracket by a half hour which can make a huge difference and when you think difference and when you think about a sleep cycle being an hour and a half give or take a bit depending on the person that's a massive difference yeah huge huge impact for throughout the next day and Mm. also too we know over over a week the less sleep you're getting it's less sleep in your bank so you're definitely getting worse in recovery states and going down that by the end of five or six days, you're really struggling if your hours have been crept. Um, yeah, and you can't smaller. catch up on sleep no. either. So it's not like you can have five hours of sleep every night and incomplete sleep cycles. Then you get to the weekend and say you get eight hours or nine or 10 hours on the weekend. That doesn't make up for what you missed throughout the week so just because you might average over seven days a seven hour sleep schedule that doesn't mean that having four and five hours throughout the week and then a heat more on the weekend makes up for that it doesn't account for that in your recovery because you're still needing that sleep to recover from what you've actually you're done in a sleep you're in a sleep debt yeah you're in a sleep debt continually and as you build up over time it gets worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. uh, people obviously are different everyone's different so mm-hmm. you need to find that some people end up needing nine hours Mm-hmm. Some people can function and do their stuff on six to seven hours. And there's a lot, a lot of studies on timing yes. for people and how much you need. And I think sort of that six to eight hour window is sort of where most people are. Underneath that, you're really going into the the bad side of, of not doing enough sleep. And yeah. over that, I think they, they've ended up having a research that shows that there's not actually that much benefit and it actually can go 
20% the other, like the other way. Yeah. That too much sleep can be in effect bad for some people as well. Cause they're like overtired. You've sort of done too much. Yeah. Like it's really no yeah, good Yeah, you have lower either. energy. If you have too much sleep, you go over that other end of the spectrum. Yeah. So we want to find a happy medium. And sometimes that can even be just experimenting with yourself. You just record exactly how you're feeling when you've had so much sleep, how your sleep quality's been, because sometimes you can have six hours of really, really good quality sleep or seven hours or eight. But then as soon as you hit nine or 10, your quality goes down. You might wake up a couple more times and go back to sleep just because yeah, disruptions. there's so much time. Yeah. 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 It's not necessarily the quantity sometimes. It's no. the quality as well. So we've got to go into that um, as well. And also with people struggling with uh, shift working, mm. it can flip it on the other end. And you know that it really gets you in that debt pretty yeah. quick so you've got to be pretty weary with shift work is knowing that if you need more sleep or if you are needing is to try and get that quality of sleep because yeah. you can be overtired then mm. so well. then something that we can do to enhance that quality even if you can't get half an hour more a night if we're looking at increasing that quality one yeah. of the biggest things is to maximize what actually happens hormonally for you when you sleep is to take the half an hour before bed so 30 minutes before bed at a minimum um, and have no screens so that means no computers no tvs no laptops um, none of that artificial light from your screens um, and just having a complete rest for that for half an hour before you get into bed and then you go to sleep yeah it and the other one with that as well is is food and mm. eating so close to bedtime yeah. there's just those little things that you can end up doing like you say is, is turning those screens off taking them away out of your um out of your sort of sleep area mm-hmm. and where you're preparing yourself to bed and having TVs and other things in rooms can certainly affect you a lot as well yeah. for that. Cause I know I like, we have a TV in our bedroom, but doing the TV, I like turn it off yeah, because it's that light in there and, and realistically it should be a place of rest. Yes. So you're trying to create that place of rest. So yeah. taking your phone and taking laptops into bed, as well to do it is a no like creating those we've talked about it in work when you're doing working from home and that is trying to make sure that you've segregated those areas to make sure so yeah give that podcast a listen as well we talked about that in Mm -hmm. another one as far as trying to segregate your areas for your lifestyle to make sure that you can do that because as soon as you have that tv or that laptop or that phone they make you produce more cortisol which is our stress response hormone hormone. as soon as we're producing stress in an environment where we should be calming down and going to sleep it makes us sleep worse Mm. like we need to start calming that space there so the most time that you can have before bed without your cortisol being released as much and that's stressed by like we had said stressed by looking at screens and doing yeah. things and your, your mind's racing 100 are you still mm-hmm. thinking about things from work or things from elsewhere mm-hmm. you'd certainly end up um stuffing yeah. around and if that. you find that you're one of those people that thinks constantly when you're trying to sleep whether you wake up thinking or whether you can't go to sleep because you're thinking about so many things this is going to be a massive thing for you like a huge impact yeah and just a little it's it's a big bang for your buck to be able to do that little stuff and you're not going to have to change your life a massive amount no. for it no for it so what's the next one that we've seen that helps with um with inputs for our um, recovery 
Um, so with our recovery, the next one would be hydration. So what we find with hydration, whether you're recovering, like you say, from work or from our training, um, as soon as you have a 2% decrease in your hydration, you see negative performance effects. So yeah. you're not going to perform as well. Like 2% is much, so small. Much. Yeah, that's exactly right. So mm. much. And if you think about that as in a body weight thing, like 2%, yeah. 70 kilos, like just work off that. It's it's a fair bit. You know, like yeah. it's, it's, it's big as in... Water weight, but it's two. That's right, but it's like not that much. Yeah, it's a lot of water weight, but not. We fluctuate naturally throughout the day. Yeah, throughout the day, you really have to be onto that, and that can be from. You would have found that you've done a workout at some point where you haven't drank enough water throughout the day. You perform really badly in that workout. Headaches, nausea, things start to come from heat. Yeah, like that's heat stroke as well. But it's um, yeah, yeah, it's certainly something that comes from dehydration too. Feels really funky, and then you think back and you're like, "What have I done?" Then you're like, "Well, I probably only drank half a liter of water today." Yeah, and then that can be such a massive impact. That's having a good thing about. So in the morning, a good protocol to start with that's going to be easy to follow is to when you get up in the morning, is to think Mm -hmm. about trying to have 250, 300 mils or a cup a glass Mm -hmm. of water first thing when you get up. So we know that you've been expiring water perspirate or like throughout your breathing over the night time. So if we say our six to eight hour window of Mm -hmm. not drinking any water, not having anything, but you're still breathing in and out, which is how perspirate, like how that water comes out as well, because we're still using, it's in our air. That's right. And moisture and everything through there is, is that is you've already started the day off behind the eight ball. So if you know you're in a hot uh, climate is Mm -hmm. you're going to be out in the sun or you're doing a physical job or you've got things to go on with throughout the day is that you're in, if you're behind and in debt straight up and have coffee, mother or energy drinks drinks. or anything like that's got highly caffeinated stuff in there first up in the morning really bad option to have they're really dehydrating and really damaging on like your stomach lining and everything like that so when you're talking about improving your digestion then to improve recovery as soon as we have that on a empty stomach super acidic um and just damaging for like all of your insides if you I know gut health is a big thing at the it's moment. It's a big Everyone's, connection. Yeah, focusing yeah. on that because it has a massive um, impact on our recovery. Totally, mind, everything. Everything. If you're not having that water to help cleanse everything and get everything moving at the start of the day and to help kickstart your systems, um, then you're losing out a lot. Yeah, you're behind the eight ball straight up. So yeah. if you can only stomach a little bit of water, then any bit of water to start off the day is 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 a good start uh, a good starting yeah. point to do try and see if you can get yourself to have it at i mean room temperature we're trying not to yep. we know that cold water is restrictive like as soon as you put anything in ice yep. it squeezes up and closes, and that doesn't help with any digestion like with any uh, exchanges no. so try and have it a little bit warmer than we don't want it straight out of the fridge just even if it's tap Tap um, as, fine. that's right tap as far as temperature yeah. just to try and sip and and a big thing throughout the day is sipping it doesn't af- help you by missing water for four hours and then having two liters in 10 minutes in 10 minutes that's right and then being behind again like that's not yeah. how it works you're just no. going to end up needing to go to the toilet all the time you need a steady flow throughout the day and yeah, you're continually find, yeah that keeps you like if you just have a water bottle beside your desk or in your car or wherever you are in the day have a water bottle there and just constantly sip on that water bottle then it keeps you consistent throughout the day you're not going with these massive lows and massive highs and massive lows yeah mm. and i bet you as soon as we start talking about hydration 
everyone's ended up picking up their water bottle having a sip of water. Guarantee. <laughs> as soon as people end up Guarantee. talking about water, I know it's for yeah. me, as soon as people start talking about water, yeah. it seems oh. like forever since I've had a drink of water. I, need a drink I should of water. probably have a drink of water. I'm suddenly thirsty. Don't wait until you're dehydrated to yes. be trying to catch back up. You're already behind the eight ball. If you're already thirsty, as, yeah. that's a signal that you haven't had yeah. enough And already. there's also over watering like that you can totally go the other way and be too much hyperhydrate like and can be really bad for your kidneys and everything as well so there's a lot of other health yeah. risks that happen with people just thinking i just need to drink more and more water yeah it's not it's not necessarily that you need to be able to do just sip consistently know roughly how much you're having throughout mm-hmm. the day you'll feel where you are but yeah it's not being dehydrated at start yeah. please and don't losing. go on skull five six liters trying to do that one it's not maintainable and it's not going to happen you'll no. probably do that for three days and then be drinking half a liter for four days yeah. after that um so just try and keep that steady consistent whether that's two liters or three liters whatever's most comfortable for you but pick a something that you can maintain through yeah. that sipping throughout the day yep mm. um last one that we've seen that helps definitely is as far as some sort of st- stretching or or rolling throughout before you're going to bed I, I find it's the best time before I go to bed because I'm sort mm-hmm. of more in a calm state is to be able to relax and then I can release a few stretches and then go to bed and that's just me there's a lot of studies out there that say uh, foam rolling and, and stuff like that doesn't benefit mm-hmm. people and anyone I think it's just sometimes uh, sort of how you feel with it and how mm-hmm. it makes you feel releasing for me it does tension. releasing yeah releasing the tension and helping sort of move my muscles throughout the day if you've been sitting yeah. a lot sort of um mm-hmm. front of your body like quads mm-hmm. um and through there it certainly helps me when i when i roll out and get that before going to bed yeah so you can do your foam rollers you can do your trigger point balls so like your myofascial release um you can go with your just stretching anything like that you can go with your shorter stretches so like your yoga flows you can go with your longer stretches especially if you're only going to uh, for me that time is if you're going to bed or mm. just before and it's something that could tie in with our 30 minutes before you go to Absolutely. bed Absolutely. 10 no minutes screens. of stretching, no screens. Mm-hmm. Just think about a few stretches that you've ended up. Make yourself a bit of a list. Yeah. It's something that can go through. It's not a massive amount of, of input from yourself. That's outside of what you've been doing now. Exactly. It's just trying to get it to flip it so that you can actually put that into practice. And once mm-hmm. you create that habit, which we know it ends mm-hmm. up being able to stick if you can consistently do yes. that to make it that habit so it's habitual for yeah. you and what you'll find is that you get calmer in that half an hour so if you make that habitual every yeah. single night it's going to hit about half an hour you're going to start your routine for that half an hour of no screens maybe a stretching and a few little bits and pieces that you do and you're going to be calm almost as soon as you hit that half an hour because your body gets into this routine of i know i do this and i'm going to and sleep going soon. To sleep. Yeah. so it's because we are routine based things yeah. we then automatically drop into that calm down for sleep mode so you're going to stretch and what you'll find with those muscles is that they um like you say relax easier and they'll like melt over the trigger ball or the foam roller and you're not going to be tense and thinking about so many things Mm. you'll be able to relax over them so it like yeah reduces that inflammation that tension and this is this is a perfect time to start bringing in and thinking about breathing protocols as far as uh, breathing through tempo breathing Mm -hmm. uh, breath holds things like that not massive ones but all you're talking about is like three to four seconds in three to four second breaths in three to four second holds 
three to four second breath out. Mm-hmm. Which might be really challenging at the start, it but is, as you yeah. flow through it, it gets really easy and again, brings your nervous system down. And that's what it is. It's bringing that nervous system down, down to know that mm-hmm. when you go to sleep, it's nice and relaxing. After that day of whatever you've been doing, it certainly can end up bringing you back to that steady state so that you can get in that parasympathetic system yes. and end up getting to sleep a bit easier. Absolutely. It's, um, it's, and a few of these, like we had said, tie together. So that mm-hmm. so they're big wins to put them together uh, and then perform either in the gym or the next day at work. Yeah, better. Far better. Yeah, because and just our, feel better moving. Yeah, because our our aim with either um, with mostly training um, is that you train enough that you can get a stress response from that so some kind of a stress response however little or big that is and then you stop you pull it up and you allow your body to recover yeah well you're looking for that compensation then yeah and the aim of the game is to get as fast a recovery as possible so that then your body can adapt faster to what you're doing you're not going to be sore or you're not going to be wrecked for three or four days it should be within like a minimum of that 24 hour window like that's a maximum you should go to until you are recovered yeah. um so by implementing all these little things you are going to be recovering a lot faster a lot faster mm. it's um somewhere we don't want to see you is in that massive stress that massive stress response for no. three four days because as soon as you're out of the game of being able to train you're now regressing not progressing yes so the faster you can recover from your training the better off you're going to be and the better you can feel next session the better you're going to do and it makes training more fun because all of a sudden you're not sore every time you go which mm. is an aim and th- like we had said before this is not just training based no this is also general every life based so if you are someone that's doing things uh very manual handling jobs mm-hmm. i know for myself if you didn't do that recovery stuff at the end of the day uh, after seven days of working and you've been doing that all the time it becomes a bit beat down on your body and needing a day or two when you have days off to recover from it before you can actually do anything for yourself yeah. so if you can try and keep up on that um general Mm -hmm. maintenance for yourself it certainly helps you in your recovery to be able to get out and do the things you want to do and until you try it you won't know no you won't know that it's going to make a difference and i know a lot of people with shift work and like those manual handling jobs put it down to this is just the way that i'm going to feel this is just what seven and seven does to me or 12 14 hour shifts yeah this is just what it does to your body and to an extent yes but they are things that you can do to help it. Like you say, if you're standing all day, then think about rolling out your calves and your feet and your hips, your lower back. Back, glutes, things yeah. like that that you've been doing. If you're climbing up and down stairs, if you've been doing stuff like mm-hmm. that, manual. So, so yeah, so there's, um, there's a lot of stuff that you can take out of that. Mm-hmm. So um, there's some stuff to go through that you can use for quick recovery hacks that's going to help you with minimal input from yourself as far as changing your lifestyle or changing your whole life to suit what it is Mm -hmm. and affecting what you're doing. Uh, The description or the notes will be in the description to go through and try and find if you uh, need any more information or or wanted to go back and have a bit of a listen to some of this stuff uh, again. And Mm -hmm. definitely if you know someone out there that's really struggling with recovery or struggling with being able to be repeatability, these are some easy stuff that you can share with them. Uh, So yeah, give it a like, give it a share, share it with someone that you know, uh, by all means, give us a review for it. And, um, and yeah, we'll catch you in the next one. We'll chat to you again soon. Thank you, viewers, for tuning in to another episode of 360 View. You can follow us on Instagram at 360view.co to stay up to date with everything we're doing and tag us in your podcast listening. If you found value in today's episode, leave us a like, a review, and a five-star rating. 
If you know someone who could benefit from listening to this episode, give it a share. And if you have any questions, shoot us a DM on Instagram and we'll answer them on the show. Thanks again, viewers, and we'll chat to you in the next one.